Viewpoint. Weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. All right, I'm told that we're going to park that conversation for a bit and uh, let's just move to the the common ground movement. And it's a movement that is in, in unity and solidarity and also cooperating platform that emerged out of a exclusion students protest and police violence that we saw last week as well. And uh, the meeting was concerned with the current state of uh, fragmentation and factionalism in the struggle against financial exclusions and also the alienation of non-aligned students. And to talk to us about this is Mpo Chaoke, and he's a member of the Common Ground Movement. Mpo, a very good evening to you. Pardon me for referring to you as a he. It's okay. Good evening to you too and your listeners. Give us more um, information about the Common Ground Movement. What really pushed you to establish this platform? Okay. So, at first, we had a group chat with different student activists from different parts of the country um, would speak about the issue of uh, free education and different things. And then we realized that there were divisions within um, the struggle against um, um, the fees and financial exclusion. Mm. And as I'm a part of the SRC at Vince University, I'm also a part of the EFF student command at Vince. And it didn't, sit, it didn't sit well with me as well, the fact that um, there was factionalism. So we decided to actually form a concept of unity between my student movements. So we came up with something called Common Ground, where different um, student formations would come together and find the common ground. Even students who are not politically affiliated would also be able to be involved in the goal for free education. Mm. So are you saying so that, that, that the division was in terms of those who are aligned to a political party and those that are not, even though, you know, there was a, a common cause? Um, so there was a division in terms of the principles behind um, different political parties. Uh. So it became difficult for students who were non-aligned to choose which side they wanted to go to mm. because you didn't want to align to either ANC, DA, EFF, but you still wanted to be a part of the movement. So this was a platform for everyone to come as just a student or just a member of the community and um, forgetting party lines. Mm-hmm. And I think this is quite important because in the early um, days of the fees must fall movement, um, we saw a lot of political parties actually wanting to to steal the limelight. And I remember some students actually chasing away um, political leaders, per se, who mm-hmm. actually wanted to uh, sort of like take over what the students were, 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 were fighting against. What are the problems on the ground as well? Tell us what, what students are really experiencing at the moment. Yeah, students currently are just experiencing uh, financial exclusion, not having accommodation. So 
real issues of of students that are now being turned into um, political points and things like that. And students putting their bodies on the line, facing police brutality Mm. and not getting um, genuine sympathy from um, certain organizations. We get people trying to come and sort of hijack the space and take away from the narrative of saying that we want um, education that is free and of good quality. So we just face uh, financial exclusion and asking for sympathy from the public, yet Mm -hmm. we have opportunists and different factors that want to sort of dilute our movement. And we stand a great threat of losing our narrative and possibly looking like a bunch of crazy students who just don't want to go to class. Mm -hmm. What what is your view on how young people in South Africa are being treated in terms, do you think that the plights of young people, um, the fact that you guys are now fighting to to, to finish your education and also have to act, access to education, the fact that young people are, are without jobs and do you think they are a, a marginalized and forgotten group in this country? Yeah, like it, it really pains me um, to be part of such a youth where almost uh, a quarter of a century we still have to fight for free education and all of that and those are things we were promised. You know, um, and more than age, it's also about being a black person, a black young person. So we are talking intersectionality. Mm. It's not necessarily about um, you being a young person in South Africa. It's just the fact that black bodies in South Africa are cheap, you know. So what is happening in our country so many years, after the pronouncement of a democracy is very heartbreaking. And um, it, it makes me think, Jorge, perhaps after 16 years, when my niece is in varsity as well, would she also be a comrade? I wouldn't want for my niece to face the same thing. So it's very worrying to, to be living in such an era where in 1976, the youth fought in 2015-2016, my brothers and sisters also fought over the same thing, and I'm fighting over the same thing. So it it causes anxiety as well. It's it's straining to um, students, activists. It's straining to our parents, you know. So, yeah, it's, Mm. it's a very taxing time in our lives. And, and Paul, I mean, you've had the Hair Commission, which was established to look into the feasibility of free education. And the outcome of that commission was that South Africa just cannot afford a free education for all. And uh, what is your view on that? Um, my view on that is that ways need to be found in order to find education in South Africa. Because there's different arguments about is free education really free free, and all of that. And we understand that. But so much is being done in South Africa to bail out state-owned entities. Yet students still owe a lot of money, you know. So 
I think South Africa has a way of, of getting uh, funding, but it's just a lack of willingness from government to prioritize. Because if you exclude um, black people or the poor from um, accessing free education, you are using education as a gatekeeper, again, of opportunities, of which is unfair 26 years down the line. So I think it's very important that the government prioritizes education as much as it prioritizes your state-owned entities and whatever. You know, okay. These are conversations that mm. even the youth can be um, brought into the picture because on the ground, these are things that we speak about. So consult with young people. The government has to consult with young people and, and speak to young people to get a view of what can be done. I don't have the solutions right now. But I'm pretty sure that there are people on the ground who might have suggestions on how it can be done. And finally, Mpo, I mean, you are mentioning now that it's actually those were the promises of government. And that's a responsibility of government to ensure that there is access to higher education. One might be asking the question, then why are you marching on the grounds of those universities? Um, Why are you not going to the seat of government and stage sit-ins and and protests there? Um, It's very important to consider procedures of escalation when we deal with such matters. Because we don't want to just seem as though we are just being irrational. Um, You can't just move from caucusing at university level and just go to um, the government and speak about those things. And another thing is, these universities are the pride and joy of this country, of the government. You know, these are institutions that this government brags about. So this is where we can actually get public sympathy because this is where the media comes and this is where um, we can actually be heard in terms of our cries, you know. Mm. And you can't um, simply go to the government and start complaining there. Universities also have to take part in these conversations because they do say that they don't have power to give us free education. However, it is also their responsibility to ensure that they put pressure on government, to ensure that okay. they have these, um, that they have these uh, discussions and engagements with the government, because they are the academics, they are the people who should um, think around these issues and solve these issues. Okay. They are institutions of social consciousness. All right. Um, Paul, I just want to take a quick call from Colin. Colin, please be quick because we're going to be late for news. Oh, uh, good evening. Hi. Um, the first time I hear your voice, I can't remember your name. Your My name is Nomsa. Nomsa. Yeah. Oh, you read the news in the morning. Yes. Uh, Nomsa, uh, your guest, all political parties... Tell your guests, all political parties must be involved with equal education. I heard your guest, I was on the phone for about seven, eight minutes, and I heard her just mentioning black, black, poor, black, black, poor. Every citizen in this country deserves education. And we are all contributing, whether we pass University, as engineers, whatever we are, doctors, we all contribute. Now, the EFF has got one thing on their mind, black and the poor, 
black and the poor. That's all you hear from them. Colin, Colin, um, the, 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 the face of poverty right now I know and inequality is black. Know poverty. I know it's poverty. Do you know, there are so many colors, especially in the Western Cape, that, that can't even find a piece of bread. Yeah, I, I agree. People. All right, Colin, we have to let you go. Mpo, we're yeah. going to, to allow you to, to um, respond to what Colin has to say, also raising the issue about colors as well, who have also been marginalized. So we'll talk about that after the 9 o'clock news and Gregory Hose is standing by. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. And it's SAFM Viewpoint, uh, still with you for a couple of minutes. Nom Sam Juli here standing for Songezo Mabeke tonight. And um, we are still in conversation with Mpochaoke, who's, who's a member of Common Ground, the Common Ground Movement. And we're just wrapping up this conversation. And they're actually a movement that is concerned with the factionalism and the struggle against financial exclusion. And, um, you know, in this common cause, they are trying to create common ground for students to actually um, fight against, uh, you know, what they're grieved about and the financial exclusion and also, um, you know, the right to, to education. Mpo, before the break, we had, welcome back, by the way, or oh, thanks for staying with Thank us. Before, before we took the news break, Colin from CTN called and asked, what about the colored students? Oh no, I'll I'll start by answering the 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 first part of the question, mm. right? About how the EFF is always about black poor, black poor. Mm. Um, in order to erase uh, injustices of the past, we need to aim for equity. And by aiming for equity, what I mean is that um, we need to prioritize the people who are needy. And in this case, whether we like it or not, in South Africa, race and class um, go hand in hand. They are directly proportional. So the face of poverty is black in our country. So those are the people we are advocating for now. If you benefit the needs of the, less, of, of, of the most needy, then you benefit the, the needs of most. And even those who who have things in abundance and um, still and, and, and need uh, resources, it's easy for them to acquire them because of their identities in society as well. It's easy for different groups of people to acquire uh, material needs. And it's, it is very important for us to note that everyone contributes to society. But I emphasize on the fact that we need to prioritize on the needs of the poor and black people as their previous as their previously um disadvantaged. Mm. Yeah. And on the the note of colors, um we've always viewed uh colored people as black people 
And it pains me the fact that they don't feel like they're part of our black communities. Because even during apartheid and even during our struggles, currently we suffer with um, colored people. And yeah, so it's, it's really heartbreaking the fact that they don't feel like they're part of us. But when we advocate for the decolonization of education, for the decommercialization of education, we are advocating for all previously disadvantaged groups. Even poor white people will benefit from it. It won't be something that will um, exclude people who are white. Mm. It will be a class thing. But obviously, it's very important for us to always note the relationship between class and race, especially in a South African context where we come from apartheid. Thank you so much, Mpo, for joining us and uh, all the best with with the struggle. And uh, uh, we, we, you know, I think every South African uh, does want young people to have access to opportunities, access to education, because that will only better our country. Mm, Thank, you so much. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much for joining us. That's Mpo Chaoke, who is a member of the Common Ground Movement. Now, um, before the news, we were actually supposed to have a conversation about the sixth annual HSS Book Creative uh, Collection and the Digital Contribution Awards. And uh, we have managed to get hold of Professor Sarah Mosweza. So we're going to be speaking to her after this.